0: Hello, masters in the making. I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind five days a week. I am excited and honored to introduce our guest today, Paul Coliani. Paul Coliani is a personal empowerment and emotional intelligence coach and host of the Overwhelmed the Brain Podcast. His blog, podcasts, and books help to empower you so that you can make a decision. Decisions that are right for you. Paul, I've given our listeners a peek at who you are, but is there anything you want to add to spice up that intro? Well,
1: I'm still stuck on Masters in the Making. I love that. That's a great, <laughs> great you. name for your audience. I love that term. So um, if I want to add anything to that, uh, you know, I've been doing the Overwhelmed Brain for like four, four and a half years now. And yes, exactly what you just said. I want to help empower people so that they can make decisions that are right for them. I think that's the perfect way to sum up uh, the the gist of what I do.
0: Great. And, and speaking of that empowerment, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. So with the work that you do, where is your energy going right now?
1: Uh, in the moment, I think, you know, when you do something for a long time, you hear from a lot of people. Uh, you connect with a lot of people and you find out what their pain points are. You find out what the majority of people that you serve are going through. So I've learned over the last four, four and a half years that the majority of the people's pain points are all about relationships and specifically um, you know, a lot about communication, about behavior, about wanting to be with someone that you love and appreciate and that you're happy with. And more specifically, if I drill down even to it in, in even further, is that how much, and this is going to sound a little over the top, but how much emotional abuse uh, goes on in relationships. And so I've been able, I've been able to break apart emotional abuse and um, all its facets, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, how we can be, again, it sounds over the top, how, can, how we can be abusive toward our partner right. without even knowing we're doing it. Even something simple as the silent treatment is kind of a form of an emotional abuse. So like I said, over the years, I've learned that we do these things unknowingly, unconsciously, and uh, we end up having, you know, breakups and divorces. So that's kind of where my energy is going in this direction at this time in my life is trying to get people out of this mess that we don't know we're putting ourselves into in these relationships.
0: Gotcha. And so, I mean, for anyone listening who's kind of like kind of realizing that, because like you said, it's sometimes we don't even know what's happening. I mean, is there any way yeah. we can kind of gauge that and kind of just say, like, take a step back and really think about our actions? And is there any way to kind of assess that?
1: Yeah, great question. I mean, totally. Uh, I mean, this is something I had to think about, like, how can I gauge that? What? How do I know I'm doing this? I, I I've come up with a big zoomed out, big level question to ask yourself which is, am I happier more often than not? Or you can reverse it. Am I unhappy more often than not in my relationship? I think if you're happier more often than not, then you're having a good time. You're dealing with the struggles. You're getting through them. And and if your partner is happier more often than not, then I think you're going in a good direction. But if you answer the question the other way, if I'm unhappy more often than not, and if and if the answer is yes, then you can re- then you realize that something's going on in the relationship. You may or may not know what it is. A lot of the times, and I'm sure we'll get into this later. If, but if not, a lot of the times, it's something that we just haven't expressed to our partner because we're afraid of their reaction. We're afraid of a breakup. We're afraid of divorce. So I, I think that's the the best way to assess where you are in a relationship. Am I more happy than I'm normal? You know, most of the time, or am I less happy? most of the time or whatever i said
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and you know i think it sounds so simple but i I don't think people you know myself included do it enough is really just kind of ask yourself that question and so for our masters in the making listening it's just you know like paul was saying like are you happy in your relationship more often than you're unhappy it's really just a matter of kind of using that question to assess where you're at and your own like internal emotional state um, and that's something I kind of want to dive deeper into. But just to backtrack a little bit, Paul, how did you kind mm-hmm. of get involved in this work? When did you kind of discover that you wanted to do empowerment coaching?
1: Well, I think about how long has it been? Fifteen years ago. I don't know. My One of my first relationships, I was in this long-term relationship. And my girlfriend, uh, I was talking to her about something. And she's like, wow, you should, you know, really get into this advice giving or You sound like you're hypnotizing me or something like that. If you get what you said. So I started reading about hypnosis and um, psychology and things like that. This is a long time ago. And I was like, wow, this is fascinating stuff because, you know, we're told that we're only like 5% conscious of what's going on inside of our minds and inside of our bodies. And so I wanted to get into that rest of that 95% and figure out what's going on under there. So, I went to hypnosis and I went to like NLP training, neuro, neuro yeah. what is it? I can't even neuro, pronounce it. Neuro
0: linguistic uh, programming? <laughs> you can't
1: I, even either. Yeah, yeah it's like neuro uh, linguistic programming. Um, I mean, if you think, if you see like Tony Robbins on the stage, he's using a lot of NLP, a lot of hypnosis techniques and stuff. Um, so, But I wanted to learn this stuff because uh, it, it runs, all these background processes are running in our brains and we're so unconscious of it that. Uh, we make we make mistakes, we do things that we don't know we're doing, and it's very unconsciously driven. So, uh, like I said, that first relationship really um, tuned me into a direction. And then, you know, I, I've been in the IT field a lot uh, for most of my life, and it kind of reminded me of how computers work. Computers are very logic-driven, decision-driven, and it, we're very decision-driven. I mean, that's, people might argue, yes, we're all decision-driven. And I, I like to equate that. So I, I got really interested in the psychology of everything and behavior and sure. communication and noticed how we make decisions, how it's, how we're motivated by decisions, started studying that. So a uh, long story short, I, for the last, after that, the next 10 or 15 years, I just studied, I got certified, I just kept studying and studying, staying in IT, and then eventually opening my own practice in 2009 in hypnosis in Texas. And, um, I decided that it wasn't for me. I wasn't ready. There were limitations that I ran into about myself. So I went back into it. And then a few years later I I created the overwhelmed brain blog and I decided, you know what, this is the direction I want to go. I spend a lot of time at work talking about psychology, helping my coworkers through their own stuff. And just more and more came out. And, um, as something I can share with the listeners is, yeah. I think I think what happens is you find an area of interest that um, you just resonate with, and you could just talk about all the time, and you could just you think about all the time, and you and there's something about that and you keep gravitating toward it. Yet you have your nine to five job. Yet you have to do this other stuff. So I, I decided to just start getting into it more and more. And I'm wondering, hey, can I make this into something that I could? follow and and actually sustain an income with and go forward with so i really started getting into it probably about five years ago making it a permanent uh direction of where i wanted to take it
0: yeah and that's that's, yeah i love that you kind of and that people listening is is a good thing to keep in mind is kind of like find or or listen to what resonates with you and kind of follow that curiosity and um you know that's such an important thing to keep in mind, you know. Of course, and that's why I do this. That's why I love talking to people like yourself about this. Is because it's I find that it resonates with me, and if I enjoy doing it and I have a passion for it, I'm sure other people will kind of feel that energy, and it just it's just infectious. So you know, thanks for sharing. Totally. You know. Yeah, you bet. And so for you, Paul, I mean, through all your coaching, through all your experience, giving advice, and and really empowering others to learn to change how to change their beliefs and whatnot, you experience a ton of success I'm sure, but also some failure. So for you, what was your biggest challenge on this journey and what did you discover as a result?
1: Well, um, I mean, every, you could look at every single day that I started, there was a failure to, to, to let me know that I'm going in the wrong direction. Um, but what is failure? You know, is failure just a success in sheep's cl- or wolf's clothing And you know, yeah. I, I look at the specific things that have happened to me. Like one of the first failures I felt was actually in the corporate world. So I, I felt like I'm in this job and I was going to, I was actually going to get somewhere in this job. And, um, I kept asking them, you know, are you going to be able to like give me a full-time position? Cause I was a subcontractor and they were like, yes, we want you on board. And, and so I really felt excited being in like it and stuff and um but i also realized that somebody else was holding the reins and so for my life for my destiny but i just kept believing that they would do things that were in my best interest and eventually i i held one of the managers down and i'm like you know where is this position going am i going to have a full time position here and he's like well just keep an eye on the job boards and i was like What does that mean? Now the promises are going out the window and I just, I felt miserable. So I felt like that was my first real failure that all my life, I mean, up until my 40s, I'd let someone else control my destiny. I'd let someone else um, really take the reins of my life. And that moment, that moment of what I would call failure and a huge success, because every failure has that silver lining. Made me realize that, you know, I'm sick of doing that. I'm sick of letting someone else decide my future for me. So, you know, I did what people call build their runway. I saved money and um, decided to just quit and follow this dream or whatever you want to call it that I had of getting into coaching, getting the overwhelmed brain and uh, seeing what happened, you know, draining my account at the same time. (laughs) And so the biggest, and this is leading to my biggest failure in the business, which is, uh, when I started the business, I had no plans to create an income, nothing. So here I am going following the, the age old advice, follow your passion and the money will come. And, uh, when I did that, the money drained out of my account faster than I could watch it go. It was just gone. So Mm. within a two year period, I was down to nothing, um, in the in the meantime, getting this divorce, I'm going through because I'm learning all this stuff about myself, and she had already knew about me, and so she wanted to get out of the relationship. You know, this is why I'm specializing in emotional abuse because <laughs> sure, I went through the same sure, thing. Sure, absolutely. I was I was not always uh, where I am today, but yes, biggest failure uh, when I for my business for my life was starting something without actually having a plan on sustaining it. And so I think it was very important. If I were to, like, give someone the message, I had a seven-second elevator pitch and said, this is what you need to do, I'd be like, all right, if you're going to start this, you need a plan to make uh, an income as soon as possible. You, you, You need either a product or a service and just have it ready, just have it available. Because I put myself out there on the podcast, on the blog, And I had nothing in return, nothing. I mean, I had, you know, people thanking me. It was wonderful. It was a great feeling. Right. But what am I eating tonight? (laughs) So I had to really consider that. So I think that was the biggest failure. If I had, if I could do something differently, I would make a product or a service, anything, just something to start the ball rolling.
0: Sure. And I mean, from what you're, you're kind of mentioning that all that kind of that kind of went on is, you know, dealing with that emotional abuse in one area, and then your business in the other area. It's very easy to see how one can become overwhelmed as a result of that. And so people listening who are kind of dealing with overwhelm their lives with a bunch of different things coming in different directions. How do they kind of learn how to like change their beliefs and take reins of their own lives? Is there like a a way they can kind of do that?
1: I think one of the most important steps I took in my life was something I would call a values assessment. And uh, it, it's, it, all I do is look at an area of my life that I'm having the most trouble in, and I ask myself, what is most important to me in that area of life? And I might go, okay, what is most important to me, just for an example, in my career? Well, I might come up with, um, and I, I'll write this stuff down. I want weekends off. I want a a boss that I can get along with. I want coworkers that are friendly and nice. And I want them all on the same mission. And, you know, I have all these criteria. Uh, I want a good pay. I want all this stuff. And what I'll do is put them in a hierarchy. So I'll go, okay, what's most important? Wow, weekends off is important. Yeah, but is, is that more important than this? And then I'll just start moving them around the list. And whatever's number one, number two, number three, all the way up to number five sometimes... Um, I will set those in stone and go, all right, this is what's going to make me happy. This is what's most important in the area of career. You can do it with relationships. You can do it with life, fitness, whatever you want to do it with. But this is the most important, which means I won't settle for less. Now, this is scary because if, if you put at the top of your list, for example, I want weekends off. No matter what, I won't settle for less. And then you get this amazing job offer and you can travel or whatever you'd like to do and good pay. And you have to work weekends. Now you're looking at your values going, but that, oh, that's on my values list. And you have to ask yourself, if I was working weekends, would I still be happy? And then you come to a place of i won't settle for less i absolutely want weekends off and this is why now it doesn't mean your values can't change you might you might say well i'm getting enough money where i can have monday and tuesday off and enjoy life to the fullest and so now you can change those values but i really like to create as much unwavering values as i can and then live my life in alignment with what i value most And yes, say no to tempting things. And every time I do this, and like I said, they can change over time, but you just do the best you can. Every time I stay in alignment with those values, I end up with uh, happier. I end up with what I want. And that's what I would probably call creating the life you want, just by going and staying in alignment with those values, which is, like I said, a very scary thing. A lot of people aren't willing to make those kinds of decisions because, well, if I do, then... I'll lose this opportunity and nothing else will ever come around the bend. All of it could be true, but I look at it as a bigger picture of staying in alignment with what makes me happiest, what's uh, in alignment with my integrity, my dignity, all of that. So that's how I would, that's how I do that.
0: I love that. Staying in alignment with the values and what's important to you most. That's such an important message, obviously. And so people who haven't really kind of assessed or even thought about their values, because I know, You know, before I read some Tony Robbins stuff and before I kind of dived into the whole world of self-improvement, I didn't know that you you could do such a thing. And so so how are you kind of what's one thing that our listeners, our masters in the making can do to kind of embark on their own journey of assessing their values and writing that down?
1: Well, I think it's important just to look first um, at all the areas of life that, uh, you know, are going on. Okay. I have this career, I have this relationship or I don't have this relationship or I don't have the career I want. Um, how about my spirituality? Am I into spirituality? Am I into religious? Am I following my religious beliefs? Am I following my spirituality? All these questions that come up and you go, okay, uh, what's, what needs the most help in my life? I think that's a big, great, uh, good, big level question for yourself. What needs the most help? What do I need the most improvement? Where do I need to increase my happiness? You know, in, in my field of, you know, study and expertise, I look at relationships and I go, okay, where do you need the most help in your relationship? Well, every time I come home, I just feel like I don't want to go home. <laughs> it's just, okay. I get, I get yelled at, or we get into some argument or it's bickering. All right. So write that down. I don't want bickering anymore. Great. What else is a problem in your relationship? Well, you know, so you look at these areas of your life And you go, okay, what is the most prevalent area the prominent area of my life that needs the most help? And I think that's a great way just to start the process. And a lot of people listening might be going, well, it's business. I want to make my own business or uh, I want to have the best relationship possible. Those are the major things typically, business and relationships. Sure. And so it's like, okay, you want the best business. What do you want? um, What's most important to you about having your own business? Ah, I can make my own time. I can, you know, schedule. I can work at the uh, the coffee shop. I can all these things that you'd write down. And then once you have that, then you can start making decisions based on those values. Uh, But yeah, just zooming out again, staying in alignment with your question, uh, the idea of where do I start? What's the first step? Is just to assess where you need the most, because uh, uh, let me conclude this question with the idea that let's just say that, yes, I want my own business, but you're currently working and you're making an income. OK, great. Uh, however, um, you have wanting, been wanting to be more spiritual or do more meditating or do more yoga or go to church or wherever it is, uh, but you haven't done it. So now you have this idea of an imbalanced life. And, you know, my girlfriend suffers from this. She works tons, <laughs> she works all the time. And from morning, noon to night, uh, and she's working on this, getting this balance back in her life, because without the balance, then you don't have the level of happiness and level of connection with other people. All you're doing is putting all your, like, like you said earlier, where your uh, attention goes, the energy flows. Yeah. All of that is about one thing and now you feel deprived. Now you're going to come home and drink and smoke and pick up all these other maybe bad habits. They're not all bad depending on the moderation and stuff, <laughs> but the, you pick up these habits that kind of cover up the imbalance in your life instead of actually trying to balance your life. So that's where I go with that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, balance is so important. I, I love how you mentioned kind of Assessing your own happiness and what you need more of in your life to kind Mm. of overall achieve that balance. And so, Paul, you know, we're approaching home plate here. Are you ready for the moment of mastery?
1: Oh, I don't even know what that is, but let's do it.
0: (laughs) Yes. So so the moment of mastery. We're going to share tips, resources, and insights directly to our listeners. So we're going to give you a few questions here. What is one simple mindset shift our listeners can apply to how they think about empowerment?
1: Uh, I would say that when you communicate with someone or don't communicate with someone, it's the hard truths that we hold on to, that we never express, that we carry around with us. You know, talk about uh, being in a relationship where you're unhappy more than you're happy. It's probably because you're holding on to what I would call a hard truth. And a hard truth might be, I am still pissed off at that you know my partner for doing that but I don't want to say anything because I don't want him or her to get mad I just want to you know keep going with my life but you hold on to this hard truth instead of going you know what I need to talk to you about something it's been on my mind and I I should have said something earlier but I just need to say this when when you said that to me the other day I really felt disrespected and I just want to say this and you, you take the you you purposely go after the what feels like a confrontation to express that hard truth so we can so you can put it out on the table and actually have a real tangible conversation about it instead of holding on to it. So I think that's a, a mindset shift that we need to step into so that we don't hold on to things that we're not expressing because we're so afraid of people's reactions yet if we just got it out and worked with it, then we can reach what I might call the pinnacle of fear and get over it. It's instead of holding on to the fear and holding on to fear every day, every day that creates anxiety and stress, just get over it. So that's my answer to that.
0: And so now what is one simple action our listeners can take right now, wherever they are, to jumpstart their own success?
1: I think it's important uh, to just do the values assessment like we talked about earlier. And even if that's in your head, you don't have to do all this homework, but just thinking about. Where in my life do I need the most improvement? Where do I in my life would I like to be happier? And if your answer is like well if I had more money, I would be happier then you come up with the question of okay uh, if having having more money, what does that give me? Well having more money gives me I don't know uh, the option to take more time off the option to buy stuff that I want all right having more time off what does that give you These are drill down questions uh, okay, if I had more time off I could have um more uh, peace in my life, less stress in my life. Okay, having less stress, what would that give you? Oh, if I had less stress, I might feel a little bit more balanced in life. I might have be able to connect with my girlfriend or my boyfriend in easier. And so you find out what's most important to you by finding out what something gives you if you if you had it. So I, I think that's a great way to assess. You know what am I what am I missing in my life? That's a good one. What am I missing, and what would I like more of? And then when you answer that, it's like, oh, what would that give me? Great. And that's how you kind of drill into that.
0: I love it. And so what is one book you can recommend and why?
1: Oh, um, that's a good question. You know, I've I've kind of struggled with this. I think I asked you before. I was like, am I going to have to have like a list of books <laughs> to recommend? And I'm like, I, I struggle with that only because I've read so much over the years, psychology, behavior, and all this sure, other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um I look at that and go, okay, it is one book, you know, a good, a good recommendation. Yes, there's good recommendations I have. I do have a book that I'm going to recommend. Um, however, I want to share that when you've done so much reading and you have filled your head and you don't actually apply it, it doesn't really matter. So the stuff that you're reading is great to learn. You'll get tidbits. Um, however, I believe that after you've learned a, a lot that you need to start applying it and I believe the only way to apply it or one of the few ways to apply it is a teach others what you've learned great way to do it and b just start doing it in your own life like I like to think about the people I serve and I go okay if I were them um, what would I do so now I'm kind of writing my own book in my mind if I were my client what would I do if I were in that situation if I was a listener on my podcast what would I do in that situation so I call that inner wisdom when you start, <clears throat> excuse me, when you start trying on other people's lives and how to access inner wisdom. This is where my book re- recommendation comes from is, um, or coming, coming to is Eckhart Tolle's is the power of now. Love it. So I think when you get into that space of I've learned so much, yeah, I'm still not where I am. Then it's time to access that inner wisdom and go, you know what? I just need to be present. I just need to be here and now. And I think Eckhart Tolle's power of now is a good book to do that.
0: And I, I love what you mentioned. I just want to hark on that is like using the knowledge that you read and you gain from whatever it is, whatever media, whatever form of knowledge you're in taking and right. applying it. It's so, so important. I want to just hark on that because Great. a lot of times I personally have read things and I'm like, cool, I know something, but do you really know it? Unless you apply it, you may understand the concepts, but until you really jump into that and, and, past that pinnacle of fear, as you mentioned, will you really learn how to access that knowledge? And The Power of Now, I'm just going to say, is fantastic. Mm. I've read that book four times, and every time... Oh, oh, great, great book. And every time I read it, I learn something new. So, Power of Now, thank you for recommending, because that's an awesome, awesome resource. And so, finally, Paul, where is the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you and what you do?
1: All right, thanks for asking. You can reach me at theoverwhelmedbrain.com. Or if you're lazy like me, just type it in the search engine, The Overwhelmed Brain, and you'll see it pop up uh, probably first 10 pages of Google. And you can find the podcast, The Overwhelmed Brain, on iTunes and other podcast aggregators out there. And uh, certainly just reach out. Uh, You can use the contact form on my website if you have any questions. Happy to connect with you.
0: Awesome. Overwhelmedbrain.com. Thank you, Paul. Masters in the making. Go check out simpleselfmastery.com. Type in Paul in the search. It'll show you over to the show notes page of today's episode for links, resources, timestamps, all that fun stuff of what Paul and I discussed today. Paul, I want to personally thank you for sharing your journey with all of us. You mastered the mic and shared a ton of value. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: I appreciate your time.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.